Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling. I'm probably the only person that has a bigger ego than Cody Rhodes. I am stunning Sean after all. And I'm along with my co-host, David the Smart Mark, who is laughing his head off right now. David, how you doing? I'm all right, mate. Let's put it like this. I'd sooner take you out to dinner than I would Cody Rhodes. Let's put it like that. So even if you do feel like that, mate, I'd still prefer your company. Good afternoon, everybody. Good morning, good evening, depending on when you're listening. Welcome to the show i hope it finds you well in these troubled times on this week's episode of radio free professional wrestling we are going to preview the royal rumble and probably the most lackluster build to a royal rumble that we have seen <laughs> in years yeah, i can't argue with that my friend but before we do that david why don't we go to the control center because there's some stuff i need to talk about this is your Radio Free Pro Wrestling Control Center. All the wrestling news you need to know. Okay, David. Earlier this week, the WWE decided that the February show in Saudi Arabia, they're going to feature the Elimination Chamber. Hashtag tone deaf. <laughs> I, I mean, nothing this company does now um, actually surprises anymore. Irrelevant, irrelevant of the political machinations of going out to perform in Saudi Arabia. I reported this week that even the former Braun Strowman, Adam Scher and EC3 are taking part in Dubai in a, um, you know, in a, in a big indie show, shall we say. So obviously, you know, morals morals are lower plenty when the when the almighty dollar is being, you know, is being waved about. So irrelevant of the political... The Elimination Chamber card is always a hit or miss card anyway because there's so much that can go wrong, irrelevant of the wrestlers making mistakes you know from an injury perspective from an equipment malfunction perspective you know there's a lot that could go wrong couple that with the fact that majority of the middle east shows are bad at best you know you think undertaker undertaker uh goldberg that i mean you know there's, there's been some some absolutely dire a certain a certain young gentleman slipping and falling under the ring you know which is still played to this day they're not particularly good shows so then what we'll try and do we'll try and give it one of our more convoluted complicated gimmick matches and see what happens it's a recipe for ultimate disaster not just a disaster i don't know will i watch it probably because it's a, a normally the saudi arabia shows are at a suitable english start british time sorry um so you know they're normally tea time so i get to sit and watch wrestling if you call it wrestling at a civilized time i i, I i'm not surprised but i am a little bit incredulous i think it's fair to say i know they're thinking about how to rebrand this show instead of calling it elimination chamber i feel like one thing i saw was they're gonna call it like the wrestlemania chamber because that sounds so much better. <laughs> oh, the tubes of doom or something. I don't know. The WrestleMania chamber. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm actually lost for words, Sean. Well, as we're still talking about the WWE here for a second, Mustafa Ali has asked for his release. And this past Friday, the WWE has informed him that they're not going to give him his release, even though they have let go over a hundred performers in the last year and a half why not let a guy go who wants to go 
and he's not been on TV since November. Quite simply because he wants to go. It's not of their doing. You know, it's like the report this week. Now, I don't know whether you're going to bring this up because we tried to do this offhand that, that came via, um, was it Scotty Tuharty? Who said that the um, production team and the writers have got to look young. Well, fuck me. What do they want? A seven-year-old writing their scripts. They've obviously already got it from listening, you know, from watching Raw and SmackDown. Nothing this company does anymore surprises me and it's interesting to see with what happened with the ratings this week you know if that continues and it wasn't a particularly good dynamite this week but it's still you know it's still one in certain areas of the ratings you know what are they gonna they've got to address this otherwise they're out of here well talking about that episode at AEW dynamite it was the number one show on cable tv for wednesday night it beat two nba games and it outdid Raw by like a point one, so about 100,000 viewers. Sean, it doesn't matter whether it beat it by one viewer. The fact that when AEW Dynamite, when AEW started, you know, you didn't consider them at the time. You know, it was just nice to have the alternative. There was some, you know, there was wrestlers in there that you liked or some you disliked. You didn't know how it was going to progress. When they started, no one foresaw Punk and Danielson being their major stars, you know, in, in 2022. No one. No one foresaw, foresaw that. You can't, you know, no one can say that. But you didn't, you know, there, there was like, well, they're going to be a good alternative. It's nice to have an alternative because Impact aren't, Ring of Honor aren't, they're just not big enough. And now they've beaten Raw in the ratings. It's, you know, whether it's by one, two or a hundred thousand. You know, why? what is going on at the WWE that the alarm bells are not? going through the roof well that's a good question david and i don't have a good answer for you now another story that's coming out from the wwe is the fact that Sami Zayn has re-signed a contract with him and apparently it's going to be another three years but i kind of saw this coming because kevin owens already signed so yeah. i felt like that was going to be a one-two combo right there yeah 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 fair point mate um you know they, their careers have mirrored themselves you know they obviously grew up together they that you know you you look back at their pwg history the Ring of Honor history, etc., and you know they they put some stellar matches on together. They're obviously very good friends, despite Zayn's personality, because he's known to be quite difficult, you know, outside the ring. And then it's always interesting to hear Cornette talk about them from his days of running ROH. He respects Owen's ring ability, and he's called him one of the biggest talents, certainly microphone and, and in-ring talent, but obviously he said he was hugely, hugely difficult to work with, and I can't see that change. But obviously the WWE fits them, they'll be getting well paid, um, and the way things are going, they'll probably be the only two stars left. Probably, David. Very good answer there. The last bit of news we have this week, as we're recording, we are hours away from Progress's first show since November, they are underneath new ownership, and the main event of this card is Chris Ridgeway versus Karnawa. And yes, this match has been a few times on progress in the last year. Each time it has been really, really good, and I have enjoyed it. So I'll be watching it after we record the show. Yeah, it's my. I'll be. I'll be viewing it tomorrow. I won't. Um, I won't see it till tomorrow. And I'm probably the one thing. The one thing that um will be interesting about this particular show. It's the first show in front of a full Camden audience, sold out within 36 to 48 hours. Which I have to say, um, fair play to Progress and fair play to the fans for going back and giving it a chance. It's seven to eight hundred in the um, the Camden Ballroom, which uh, the last time I was in there, ironically, was to see the mighty New Jersey's Bouncing Souls. Cheap plug there. Um, But it's a good venue. The acoustics are excellent. The crowd are normally hot. 
you know, um, so with the new management and the new presenters and the new, you know, the new style of progress since speaking out, it's going to be interesting to see how well received it's going. And the follow-up big event, which they've started to plug now, which is the three nights of Super Strong Style 16, 16 16-man tournament over uh, three nights, traditional progress, um, card they've always done it but they've they've actually done it in the past in brixton academy amongst other venues which is big for british wrestling and they've sold that out which is fair play to them but for those who don't know it's like their version of uh battle of los angeles um over the three nights uh, but in fact it's pretty identical to the way they do it um and it's normally a tournament of the highest quality well, David, that's all the news we have this week, and we're going to slide over to the stunning six questions because, David, after watching this week's professional wrestling offerings, I have a few questions I need to talk about. Well, you've done well then this week. It's time for the stunning six questions. All of the whys and what have they done now? Hopefully, Sean and David can make sense of it. Okay, David, my first stunning question this week. Do you remember when Finn Balor came over to the WWE and how big of a deal it was to get Prince Devitt in WWE? I do. Well, he lost clean as the whistle to (laughs) Austin Fury on Monday Night Raw. So has the WWE cooled off on Finn Balor? (laughs) You'd think, wouldn't you? I mean, actually, you know what? I've I've sort of got no issue with Austin Fury going over because... You know, you got to build your stars. And, you know, I always remember the, the one that always springs to mind for me was the shock of... You, you cast your mind back. You might, you, you might not remember this because I know you're a little bit younger than me. To a Monday Night Raw where the kid went over Razor Ramon, who was then just coming off being Intercontinental Champion when it meant something. And obviously that particular kid went on to become the one, two, three kid, went on to become Sean Waltman, six, X-Pac, etc., and I, at the time, I remember watching this, and I'd not really, you know, I wasn't aware of who he was and wasn't aware of his ability. Of course, he goes over, and I was like, wow. And then, obviously, he got the push. And in the long run, Razor Ramon wasn't hurt, which is the point I'm trying to make. Now, if the WWE booking can revisit this and push Austin Theory in a similar manner and not hurt Finn Balor, then we're grand. However, the point I'm going to make to you is, can you see that happening in the current generation compared to that generation? David, I don't. Now, I was listening to the guys from WrestleTalk this past week, and they were talking about Vince McMahon basically saying Finn Balor was nothing more than filler for the roster, and they believe, which I agree with them, that Finn is only there to put over the new talent. And like you... I do like Austin Fury. He's a great wrestler. I want to wish him nothing but the best. But I remember when Finn Balor debuted in NXT and everyone's going, oh my God, it's Prince Devitt. And I enjoyed his work. And I feel like he could literally be in that main event level still and be fresh. But nope, can't have that. Sean, he's never lost the title. I know. Funny, ain't it? They don't bring that up. That never lost the title. He had to hand it over because of injury, which can't be helped, let's face it. You know, these athletes, it can't be helped, but he's never lost the title. You know, we could go on, on this podcast about the WWE, we could do exclusive WWE shows, and all we would do is bitch, bitch, piss, and moan. Because the WWE, as a wrestling product, 
and has been for ages. This comes back. You think about the point I made last week on my return about day one. Everyone raved about day one. It was an average show. The problem was you've been used to so much chuff from the WWE that you got something semi-watchable. You thought it was the best thing since sliced bread. And that's all it was, was semi-watchable. You know, I, 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 I despair for a company that I've loved for all my born days since, since getting to realise that it existed as a child over 50 years ago. David, you know... If I wasn't doing this podcast, I probably wouldn't watch WWE at all. So for NXT oh, yeah. UK, I would basically be watching AEW Progress because you turned me on to Progress and probably a couple other independents that you would suggest. And that would be all I would watch. I wouldn't watch WWE if I didn't do this podcast. Right. Next week on this show, I don't know whether this is the time or not, but I'm sure you can edit this with your magic fingers, right? Tomorrow morning, I'm doing the, I'm going to have the, the British Regret again because i thought i said it last week i've bought game changer wrestling for their hammer this hammer the fact that they can sell out the hammersmith hammerstein ballroom sorry hammersmith ballroom i've got hammersmith odeon and um, the hammerstein ballroom mixed up in my head the fact that they managed to sell that out they've toned down the card so there's not so much they haven't got gauge on it at the moment so there's not as much deathmatch wrestling we've got moxley's return to that company let's hope it's better than wednesday or or rampage's night not the promo but the 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 performance on rampage they've got some great stars they've got some good indies on there i'm looking forward to um seeing jonathan gresham on there they've got the briscoes on there they've got a really intriguing like ladder match if you like for the want of a better expression there doesn't seem to be looking at it a bad match on the card and considering as i said and 2022 wrestling wise still hasn't cheered me up sean so i've got my fingers crossed for that and i never thought i'd say that about game changer wrestling because you look over their history it's not the stuff that would turn me on in any way shape or form but they've built this card well they've sold a lot of tickets they're getting a lot of eyes on there's a lot of good characters on the card and good wrestlers on the card i hope it's a success and i hope that they find that happy medium to drag more wrestling fans in you know david listening to you talk about this card for like the last week or so i think i'm gonna make the punch and i'm gonna buy it and watch it monday morning when i have some free time this is see what it is and we can talk about it next week on radio free professional wrestling funny you mentioned john mosley stunning question number two what do you think about (laughs) his return Right, it's promo I liked. I thought the promo was clever. It was hugely helped by that DC audience. Because apart from the arsehole who screamed out, you know, and, and got rightly got what he deserved. I mean, it wasn't like the ad-lib. It wasn't a professional comedian's comeback. But it was enough. And, you know, it, I don't know what the hell he expected. The individual who shouted that out, I don't know what the hell he expected to, to get back. But I thought it was a very clever promo. It was helped by the audience. The fact that the audience just went deathly quiet and let him speak. And they didn't sort of like even clap, whoop or cheer and back him up until almost the very end of it. And he was transfixing on the mic. Absolutely transfixing on the mic. And so from that perspective, I thought it was a really good comeback. Really good. However, then Rampage... I, I watched the match this morning and I was really, really disappointed. I didn't know what was on the card, actually. I just woke up, oh, thought, oh, speak to Sean today. I'll get Rampage watched. It's only an hour. And obviously it was the first match on. 
and Ethan Page. Well, you know, oh, Christ, Ethan Page. So at least they're giving him, you know, you knew obviously Moxley was going to win. It's his combat match, etc. But this will be decent. At least he's, you know, he's in he's in with a good mid carder. And, and I thought it was a really, really poor match. I thought Moxley showed a lot of ring rust. And I thought they made hard work of it. I don't know how you felt about it, but it, it was like, oh, that's let it down. And also because obviously the way they do Rampage after um, the recording of Dynamite, the crowd was suffering as well. The crowd were almost burnt out, but that was for the whole of Rampage, not just Moxley Page. Now for that match with Page versus Moxley, I thought it went probably five to seven minutes too long. Yep. And yep. and hindsight, and always hindsight is twenty twenty. I would yep. literally gay monthly somebody else somebody way down the card and just let them have like a three minute squash match yeah 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 absolutely you know what you nailed that sean it is hindsight it is it's easy said than done but yeah yeah you are absolutely bang on there um it was laborious and the crowd weren't as invested in it as they were their promo, which was probably there was like a three-hour difference between them seeing him early doors on Dynamite and then the recording for Rampage. So yeah, there was a yeah, I, I couldn't agree with that more. Well put, mate. Andy, only reason that loser of a so-called fan said that stuff to John Moxley was because he was about eight hundred feet away from John Moxley, because you know he would never say it to his face. <laughs> Yeah, the bravery of the keyboard and, yeah, yeah, being in the bleachers. Yeah, good good point. I hadn't even thought about that. I just thought, you'd, what the, you know, it was just a case of you, Dick. What the hell do you expect to happen to you now? Exactly. So I was perfectly fine with Mosley saying, beep you and throw yeah. that guy out. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no, no issue. I, I, I enjoyed that promo, to be fair. Okay, since we enjoyed that promo, stunning question number three. <laughs> Sorry. Cody Rhodes came out on AEW Dynamite, and he cut, I want to say, a eight to nine minute promo as he wandered about Lost in the Woods, talking about CM Punk starting the pipe bomb, and he's the <laughs> one who actually did everything that CM Punk ever said he was going to do. He built the Forbidden Door, and eventually, he had a ladder. He climbs the ladder. And after a month and a half build, we're getting a ladder match to reunify the TNT title after four weeks. David. It's all about, it's all about Cody. Um, I don't know what to say, mate. I hated this. Um, and he just... He might as well have brought a computer out with me and goes, and go, well, this week... On Fightful.com, they said this. And this week on DirtSheetRadio.com, they said this. And this week on that, I mean, that's what it struck. It's like he's read all the dirt sheets, listened to all the podcasts, listened to everything and made notes. And I'm right, I'm going to talk about that on my promo. I didn't like it. I really didn't. And do you know what? I wanted to like, I actually wanted to like it. I was intrigued initially by what he was going to say. And then the direction he took, I, it was just like, oh, Cody. The bloke's an idiot. The bloke is a complete and utter idiot. And unfortunately, I think I think he'll go over at Revolution with Sammy. Um, I hope he's learned his lesson and doesn't. I don't believe this contract nonsense. I think it is exactly that. He's a nonsense. He's an EVP. He's always going to be, you know, there or thereabouts. His ego and Brandy's ego will not allow him to be not far from television. And in answer to the promo, no, it didn't work for me. Uh, it really didn't. I know I'm the exception, I think, in this case, but 
I didn't like it. David, you know, I was watching this live, and the first yep. thing popped in my head when he, he started talking about, oh, I went here, I went there, I did this, I did that. Um, Cody, you were in a company with a guy who also did that named Drew McIntyre. Yeah, 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 great point. He actually bores me now. You know, you, you, you're like, when the music hits, you're like, oh, you know, 20 minutes, I'm not going to get back in my life or whatever it is. You know, he can still wrestle. Again, I go back to my, yours and my conclusion from months and months and months ago. He's still a big name. If he did the big shows, came in a couple of dynamites before the big shows, and, and had a little build with someone to put a, a name on the card. Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. I don't care whether he goes over or, or you know, or, or doesn't. But no, 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 no. I don't want him. I just don't want to see him. I really feel like he needs somebody to go over his promos and go like, Hey, Cody, I know you think this sounds good in your head, but let's condense this. This is good. This is great. Let's keep this. And let's cut this nine-minute monologue down to about four minutes. Let's talk about Sammy Guevara that you're having a match with next week in Cleveland at Beach Break. Okay, fine. Alistair Black, sure. That was good. Let's keep that. Yeah, we'll tease the CM Punk versus you match. That's cool. Okay, fine. Everything else? Ah, this is racist. That wasn't good. No. Mate, yeah, we, we should be bookers. I mean, I mean, the thing is that one of the things that I'd held a bit of hope for was if someone like Regal was going into AEW to work with people like Cody. But he's not, although at least Regal's going more where he's more needed now. It's been announced today. So it, that might actually get me slowly watching um, a little bit of impact if, um, you know, if Regal's on going to impact as has been reported today. So, you know, we, we shall see, mate. Um, but yeah, no, not good. Not good for me. I'm sorry. Well, not good for you. Let's go to Sunday question number four, because on <laughs> NXT 2.0 on Tuesday night, <laughs> they literally gave away KLR's first pin on TV in a roll-up. David, how crazy are they? What do you want me to say, mate? You don't like me swearing on here because you're a good Christian gentleman. You know, you're 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 an honest you're an honest fellow, and you know you're a decent fellow, whereas I'm not. And you know, my I mean, I even spoke on one of um, my temporary replacement Blaine's um, podcast about Kaylee Ray. What you know, I want Kaylee Ray to win. You know, one of the ladies' titles if she's going to be in WWE. Obviously, I don't know. I I cannot, and I refer you to everything, I cannot understand their booking in any way, shape, or form with any of their stars. Even allowing, as we mean you understand it, what they're trying to achieve with their stars on NXT 2.0. The point of what NXT 2.0 is, whether it's good or bad when it comes comes over on the telly, yeah, whether these guys can do it or not, they're given the platform. And, and I can almost appreciate that. But then they've got non-wrestling people booking. Well, look who they've got rid of recently because they're friends with Triple H. You know, even someone like, you know, Road Dog, um, Ace Steel, you know, even allowing for the William Regals of the world. You know, and this is the thing. If it wasn't for this show, the WWE could go suck my stump because... I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't even keep in touch with it. I wouldn't care. I've got enough wrestling in my life to enjoy rather than making myself miserable by watching poor booking and poor stuff. You know, David, I had no problem 
and Ivy beating KR. I feel like she could do it. If you look at this fight-wise, as if you're treating this like a true sport, and it had a one-on-one match, yeah, I could see the surprise victory, like one, two, three kid here. Cool, okay, fine. But he had all the other outside interference, and it made KLR look like a dumb, dumb baby face. Yeah, but they do that a lot, mate, don't they? They do that, and let's face it, it's not just NXT 2.0. They do it on on SmackDown, they do it on Raw, they do it on everything that they do. It's almost like a standard procedure for them now, that the baby face must be stupid. It must have, you know, a lower IQ than the heel. Again, I can only, can't reiterate enough how... how disappointing and upsetting that the booking is of something that I used to love. Well, we're going to stay with NXT 2.0 for stunning question number five because the main event was freaking awesome. You should go check it out. And at the end of the match, the guy that used to be Walter and no, David, I didn't change his name. It wasn't me. Even though you think I would get some enjoyment out of that. But he he announced the winner of the match (laughs) is Gunfer. Yeah, well, fortunately, they've... um, It'll be interesting to see this Tuesday because obviously since since then the with the backlash that they've got and they've actually realised what they've done they've obviously retracted um, retracted the trademark and retracted um, everything so you know um, yes my U boat captain. Um, <laughs> Um, I actually, when I first read this, Sean, made me laugh because I instantly thought of you and I thought of you um, whilst obviously I knew pretty much I was reasonably certain that, you know, you would see it for what it is and, 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 and no one can't, you know, how anyone with any common sense can't see it for what it is. Honestly, Paul. I mean, the fact that what what surprises me is that Walter must have, prior to Tuesday night's show, agreed to it. You know, all right, it's come back that they're not going to do it anymore now. But Walter must have agreed to the name Gunther Stark. And he's Austrian himself. You know, oh, the potential there. Actually, I almost wish they had kept it. And, and so, so the criticism could have gone on for a little bit longer. And the, the examples and, and the memes, the memes of Gunther from Friends with what on Walter's body and vice versa that have been doing the rounds this week have, have been been absolutely fantastic. See, I knew they were going to bring him over, and I know how the WWE loves to have control over the name and stuff. So I thought maybe they would do the name change because they want the license, they want to have all that. Okay, fine. That's cool, okay. I'll defend him this 1% because Gunfer's start is a, like, if you didn't go out and Google Gunfer's start, you probably never found out the fact that he was a commander in the Nazi Navy because literally I had no clue either. So until you Google it. So, you know what? I do believe Walter agreed to the name change, but he should have got on the phone. He should have called Jenny. I'm like, uh, Jenny, can you Google this for me? <laughs> Stop making me laugh, you um, Yeah, and, and, and he turns up for next Tuesday and it's like, right, Walter, we need to dye your hair blonde and we, you need to wear these 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 blue eye pieces so you're blonde-haired and blue-eyed and maybe just a little moustache just below your nose. <laughs> you can actually see them bloody doing it, Sean, couldn't you? I mean, honestly, I, you know, I, I actually laughed. I, I've got to be honest because I instantly, from from the moment like it happened, I was just like, oh, my word. 
there's someone not quite up with their history here. Uh, <laughs> it just reminded me, I had a vision of um, the old um, classic British comedy, Faulty Towers, um, and uh, the, the, there's an episode called The Germans. And I'm, I'm digressing slightly, but bear with me. And there's uh, Basil Faulty, the lead character, has a group of Germans in his hotel, and he is a bizarre creature he is he is like uh he's, he's like uh you know he he, he can, can never do right for doing wrong and he gets in an argument about the what he keeps telling all this stuff we've got germans in don't mention the war don't mention the war don't mention the war and um he gets in an argument with these germans and these germans say to him well you started this he said no we didn't you did because you invaded austria and i just instantly thought of walter when um, you know, and that scene almost got Walter involved in, in the sketch. Sorry, I digress. Um, please carry on. Okay, sixth and final studying question. David, which one are you more looking forward to? The WWE Royal Rumble or Game Chaser Wrestling's card coming up on Sunday? Game Chaser Wrestling's card coming up on Sunday. I love the Rumble, and I know you do, and it's most... Ge- I always think it's the genuine wrestling fan's favourite WWE event. Because it's such a new, uh, for at the time when it was obviously invented, um, it was such a unique premise. We'd not seen anything like it. You know, you'd seen the odd battle royal or what have you, but it was genuinely a unique premise. And still to this day, I can think very fondly and go back and watch. I think 19, was it 1992 when the title was up for grabs and Rick, Rick Flair won it as the old real world champion? I'm sure it's 92. Um, off the top of my head, I might be wrong. Listeners, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, you think of classic ones like that. But unfortunately, the only thing that intrigues me about this year's Royal Rumble is how they'll treat Mickey James. Um, and the surprise entrance, because I always like the surprise entrance. But no doubt they'll be disappointing. But I have still high hopes. Well, David, I actually went on our Facebook group at Radio Free Pro Wrestling and posted our podcast from one year ago this week, yes. where we previewed last year's Royal Rumble, where you said, I yes. must be drunk because I picked Edge to win the Royal Rumble. It is my favorite moment from our first year of wrestling podcasting. Yeah, and I ate some humble pie over that, um, and I genuinely still, to this day, would have stood by my comments at that point. It just shows how things can bite you on the bum, and that purely, purely bit me. And when you, when you, when you, when you chuck out opinions, when you chuck out strong opinions, you've got to be prepared to go. You know what? Yeah, you were right, Sean, and I was wrong. And on that, you were right, and I was wrong. And I did think you were drunk at the time, but I know you don't drink. But you know what I mean. Exactly. So let's move over to our top five moments of the week. Oh, Christ. It's RFPW's top five moments of the week. Okay, David, I know you think I can't get five top moments for this week. I can't. But let me speed through these for you. So at number five, I have the possibility of a Pack versus Alistair back feud coming out of AEW Dynamite this past week. And that's a match I'm looking forward to. That's number five. Yeah, go on. I'm gonna talk. I want to talk about that when when you've done your five. Number four is L.A. Knight's miraculous turn into a baby face and cutting a freaking good promo. I mean, I love his promos anyway, but now he's yeah. a baby face on NXT 2.0. So yeah, sure, why not? Number three 
is actually the match between Walter, and I'm going to refer to him as Walter versus Robert Strong. It's something you need to go back and watch. That yep. chop that Robert Strong did to Walter was, oh my God, it sounded like a gunshot. And number two is Monsley's return from rehab and being back in good health and wrestling and doing what he loves. So we're going to say that's our number two moment. My number one moment, it was Adam Cole, Britt Baker versus Orange Cassidy oh. and and Statlander, and the fact that Britt Baker finally did the one smart thing that everybody else should have done from the beginning, when that stupid idiot, Orange Cassidy, goes up and does those weak little kicks to the leg, she stopped the freaking heck out of his foot. Wow, okay. Um, first up, can I come back to your comment about Pack and Alistair Black? Go ahead. I think that's a bait and switch. I think that Pat's going to join the House of Black. That's my prediction. And you're going to have Brody, Pat, and um, Tommy End. There you go. Well, you know, I was kind of surprised that in that match they had against the Varsity Bonds, that Julia Hart didn't swerve and turn on them <coughs> then because I was looking for it. And the Hills won clean. And I'm going like, what are you guys doing with the Varsity Bonds? You're not protecting them whatsoever. Right. I, the, 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 I, I can't give you five. I really can't. And I've tried. But I'll give you my highlights of the week. Um, Moxley's promo, without a doubt. Um, it's just unfortunate it was disappointed with um, the, match, the the Rampage match. I really, really thought Sean, CM Punk Sean Spears was clever and necessary. And the way that was done in the fact that I didn't expect Punk to squash him. But I'm glad he did. It's what Punk needed after the beating he took from Wardlow last week. Just to say, look, hey, you know, I can take a lick him, but keep on ticking to um, to quote the Shawn Michaels um, phrase. I, I, I really thought that was well done. And what my highlight of the week, because um, I can't think of anything else that I really, really enjoyed, was a simple, simple little segment on Dynamite. And you cast your mind back. The Billy Gunn, where Billy Gunn's outside with the camera, Christian walks in, they exchange a few natural words, like they've known each other years, which they would have. You know, they obviously there was a little bit of animosity there, you could tell. And um, Christian makes a smart-ass comment, walks off, and then gets ambushed by the kids. The kids really look like they've hurt Christian. They really do. They throw him up against the garage door, which obviously you can see how... Christian, with his all his experience, all his you know, takes the spot, but it looked convincing. And I thought, out of all the stuff I've seen this week, that 92nd piece was the best piece of pro wrestling I've seen all week. Shows how crap a week it was. But that was really, really well done. And it actually got me interested into what Christian's going to do about it. Well, on Rampage, Jungle Boy and Lucasaurus had a promo talking about it. And, you know, I was thinking they're going to accept the challenge of the gun club to get the match going. (laughs) And Jungle Boy goes and says, oh, hey, when Christian comes back, we're going to beat the freak out of you. Uh, Jungle Boy, you're a baby face. Accept the match. Go out there. Beat the freak out of them. Anna J has more courage than you do. I'm sorry, Jungle Boy. Oh, you know you right, mate. You're right. It's like, mummy, mummy, can I speak now? That nasty man bullied my friend, bullied my dad. Right, you, I'm going to get you, you nasty man. Mum, mum, are we done yet? Is tea ready? It's just like, get some bloody kahunas. You know, honestly, it was, oh, but there you go. Um, 
you know, we could sit here and pull pull this apart. But yeah, it, I thought it was a really really poor week. Um, um, in again in 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 wrestling, the the wrestling that I've seen, I normally catch up with um, some stuff up now in the next twenty four hours, and I haven't seen. Walter Roderick Strong yet I'll be honest um, although I am I am going to obviously that is something I would watch no matter what no matter what the company you know but also yeah just to pick up on a point the the Dynamite um, Adam Cole Britt Baker Cassidy Statlander match I thought was awful if you look there's a bit that I'm sure that's going to end up on Botchamania where Orange Cassidy comes over the top or through through the second and top rope um, into a what well, we're supposed to come into a super kick from Adam Cole outside the ring on the ramp, and they mess it up. Well, Cassidy messes it up completely, and the commentators, I think it's Jim Ross, tries to cover for it, but he he can't. The camera caught it, and it was just Statlander is awful. I don't think she's actually getting better in my in my opinion. Hate me all you want, but I, I, I no. They need to get Adam Cole and Britt Baker away. I like the fact that they, you know, obviously they're a couple and they team them, team them together, and you know they can play around with that. But Adam Cole still has not been utilised as he should be, um, and I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it again till he's in the title picture. Well, hopefully after Beach Break this coming up week, he'll get rid yeah. of the Orange Cassidy problem, and we can get him onto bigger, better things. Yeah, agreed. Well. It is time for Bitter Better Fiends on Radio Free for Fresh Wrestling because finally, for the first time in 2022, we are going to do the Churchill Cup. Are we? Well, what are we doing now? The Royal Rumble. Oh, right, okay. It's time for the Winston Churchill Cup. So, Mr. Defending Champion, we have six matches on the card. Two being the Rumbles, so we'll do like last year. We'll do the Rumbles last, and I will allow you, since you're the defending champ, to have the first selection. Right. That's very kind of you. Right, okay, I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar over Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar to retain. Okay. So, my first selection, I'm going down to Becky Lynch versus Piper Villain, mm. and I'm taking Becky Lynch to retain the title. <sighs> You shocked me. <laughs> okay, well, as we're all avoiding the obvious, I'll take Roman Reigns to beat Seth freaking Rollins. Okay, then I will select, you know what, fine, I want to do this. Give me Edge and Beth Phoenix to destroy the It Couple. Um, yeah, yeah, fair enough. So what are we going to do for the Rumble matches? Pick one each? We'll do like last year. We'll have three selections, and we'll start, and we'll start with the Women's Rumble. So... Have at it. First pick. Okay, I've got to do it out of loyalty, Kaylee Ray. My first selection to win the Women's Royal Rumble is Bianca Belair. Boo! Okay, then I'm going to go with Charlotte. My second selection to win this Women's <laughs> Royal Rumble is going to be a returning Bailey. Oh, fast shout, young man. Hadn't factored that in. Well done. My third one is Nikki Ash because I'm going all hometown apart from Charlie. Okay, my third choice is going to be Lita. Yeah, I, I, I could. Hey, I'm surprised she didn't go Beth Phoenix. Honestly, so it wouldn't surprise me that she's in. I know she's in a match, but it wouldn't surprise me she's in the Rumble. Honestly, I was going to say Trish Stratus as my third choice, but I don't think they announced her. Yeah, okay. Right, I tell you what, in the if in because I'm a decent man and an honourable champion, you can have first pick of the men's. 
Okay, with my first selection, I'm going to take Brock Lesnar. Maybe I should. Hey, why? Maybe somebody causes him the title in the match earlier in the night. Okay. And he runs through the rumble. Okay, yeah, okay. I could see. I could sort of see that. I think you're overbooking it, but okay. I, 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 I can't see them putting Lashley. All right, yeah. Yeah, and he runs through, beats Lashley up. Oh, blimey. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, I'm going to go perennial favourite for the Rumble because he'll go deep and it's just where they're going to put him over. AJ. Well, I'm going to counter that pick with Omos. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, um, I'm also going to have Big E. Okay, so I'm making the last selection in this round of the Churchill Cup picks and I feel like you're going to laugh at me. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. My last choice to win the Men's Royal Rumble is Austin Fury. Well, I could see that. I could see that. And you know, therefore, where I'm going with it, just in case, I'm going with Kevin Owens. Well, I think we've made somewhat logical choices. Some of mine might be a little bit of a book. I, 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 your, your Austin Theory choice makes eight. The problem is, Sean, you're thinking from a storyline perspective. Exactly. You're actually thinking from a logical storyline perspective. The WWE doesn't work like that. <laughs> Anyhow... Coming up this week on Finland Youth Radio, this afternoon, David will have his tribute to Meatloaf on his alternative music show, as Meatloaf passed away this week at 76, if I'm right, David? Yeah, absolutely. 74, mate. Yeah, um, tomorrow night, uh, as well, as we record, Sunday night, 7 p.m. UK time, the alternative music show on Fenland Youth Radio. It's classics night. I'm actually having a theme tonight. All the genres that I cover, a bit punk, indie, metal, ska, what have you, I'm playing classics, um, modern and old of the genre. But um, And I decided that actually even before... Um, you know, this sad news. But I will be opening the show with my fav- my personal favourite Meatloaf um, song from, of all time. And here's a clue. I'm not going to give you the title, but here's a clue. It is from Bat Out of Hell. Well, there's anything I can do for love, but I won't do that, David. Well, yeah, I'm afraid um, his greatest, his probably greatest moment is probably not his finest. I, I'm not a fan of that song, but I am a huge fan of early Meatloaf. I, uh, you know, the, the, I love doing Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, so there we go. Yeah, Meatloaf starting off, but I've got I've got some specials in there, some Clash, some Sex Pistols, some modern pop punk, um, all classics, everything of the genre. Um, some metal, some Metallica in there. I'll have Counting Crows in there. Nirvana, Pearl Jam. We're going all across the board. Um, join me tomorrow night, seven o'clock. Uh, UK time and then obviously as Sean alluded to the Rock and Roll Wrestling Show with stunning Sean himself great segment this week I have to say we haven't mentioned it yet really really because I never hear it even though I get the opportunity I've not never hear it so I can comment on it for steering and live Sean knocks it out the park week in weeks out and makes up for my inadequacies well you know I feel like I talked enough about a certain person this week so I won't mention what I mentioned on Finland Youth Radio the Rocket Wrestling Show but I will have a segment I'm going to record it actually tomorrow because I have something come up on Tuesday but never fear there will be a sunny segment so ladies and gentlemen on behalf of the current Winston Churchill Cup champion David the Smart Mark it's Stunning Sean your patron saint of Stunning, wishing you a stunning rest of your week. And David, best of luck defending your cup. Thanks, mate. Looking forward to it. Hail to the victor, because next week it's going to be a stunning American return. Stay stunning. Mate, I hope it is. 
This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.